Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman today. And as you know, we're in the book of Ruth. But the book of Ruth, what I wanted to share with you has so much more than the few chapters that are there. And the story that I I always link to, it's like the biblical, one of the biblical um, Cinderella stories from poverty and despair to love and marriage and generational blessings that continue till today. But one of the things I want to also talk about that we see in Ruth in chapter one and in chapter two is how her her state of mind, how she has dealt with the traumatic events that have happened happened in her life. And it so relates to women today. I'm sure each of us knows someone who has maybe has lost a husband um, in death or has lost a husband in divorce, or maybe it was a scandal, or maybe it was just very traumatic, um, or someone that is dealing in sexual abuse um, of a family member or themselves, and they're left traumatic and sometimes broken, and their spirit and their faith has definitely, um, it's, it's just not helping them get through. So as we're talking about some of the traumatic things that can happen from losing job to the loss of a child or a loved one, there are obviously situations where professional help is needed. So what I'm talking about today is what I would say is um, more of a temporary or a short-term short term. Um, situation of dealing with stress, anxiety, panic attacks that um, that you can take on and change behavior and change thoughts to help you diminish the overwhelming emotions. But what I would recommend if it's something that you've been dealing with with years or seems to be in excess for definitely seek um, professional help and do not let the anyone in church or anyone in your family make you feel that you should be able to handle it. And one of the things that our country, more or less the world, is struggling with is mental health. And every person has different triggers that lead them to feel or send them into a panic tailspin. So I nor you or anyone can judge what's so stressful for someone. I've heard people talk about situations that I've said to myself even like, wow, I've dealt with worse than that and I didn't feel that way. But guess what? I didn't live that person's life prior to this event to make that judgment. So all of us at times can make people feel that they should just buck up, you know, put some, you know, get some backbone and, you know, just fight through it and you can do it. And I'm here to tell you, you can do it, but you can also do it with support. You can do it with whether it's church help, whether it's, you know, I coach and counsel women on how to have breakthroughs in their lives. And I'm sure many of you have support around you between family, friends, and professionals. So never let shame, never let the enemy use shame 
or fear or worry about what people would think to prevent you from having a healthy state of mind. As I'm sure you would agree, sleeping at night, feeling good about yourself, having happiness, having gladness, and experiencing God's joy. Hey, have we talked about joy or what? Experiencing God's joy is something that you should never allow a past experience or current experience or, you know, anxiousness about something you have no idea how it will turn out prevent you from believing in the hope and plans that God has for you. So in that mindset, I want to talk about something that I've learned to do over the years. And I always laugh when I find out that certain things are um, certain therapies and that are out there when you're talking from a psychological, but it also has a biblical connection. And I want to talk about cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as CBT. So it's exposure and response prevention. And this is where when you have fears or you have stressors, I don't know about you, I I can remember at times in my life when I was just hoping it would go away. Let me close my eyes and hope this bill will go away or hope something will work out better. And what I learned in grace and with age is that I do better in facing it and finding out the consequence, what it is right there and then. And I will tell you, if you want to get rid of a stressful situation, face it. Whatever it is, face what it is and put it to bed. It's almost like when we tell people don't go to bed angry when you're married. Well, don't go to bed without a plan for facing um, your stressor. And I always used to call it my enemy. What is stealing my sleep? My fear of what? How do I turn my weakness into my strength? I did that in the workplace. I would, you know, if I you know, saw an area where, oh gosh, I'm not really good in that area. And sometimes my boss might know or they might not know. But I would work on what I thought my weakness was and try to turn my weakness into my strength. And I, for me, in a personal level, it's important because your what you worry and stress about affects everything. It affects you physically. It affects your health. It can affect your skin. You can break out with acne. For some people, they can get hives. It's, it's, it's too much when it is easier to find out what the penalty is or find out what you have to study and learn, find out someone's opinion or find out the truth so that you can then have a plan on how to reverse it. So let's talk about what the exposure and response prevention, um, you know, which is based on CBT. The concept behind CBT is that there are three contributing factors. It's based on, which all of you can relate to, this isn't too scientific, the way you think, the way you feel, and the way you behave. And from a healing standpoint in ministry, those are the three things I focus on in whether coaching, whether in a group session, 
or whether in a healing session, those are the three areas. I, I said I didn't even know I was doing CBT. Those are the three areas that are important to deal with. The way you think. Now, you might think that's based on education or um, or what you've read or what you've studied. That's just one aspect of it. Because what you think can be based on your life experience, which more than likely it is, that encompasses everything. It's not just about book smarts. It's about what you think, what... When you were growing up at two and three and four, what messages did you receive about yourself, about the world, about life? And as you were growing up, which of those did you embrace? Many times we can embrace flat out lies, things that aren't even factual. And if we look at it from a biblical standpoint, it definitely doesn't line up with God's word. If Especially if it's anything shy of confidence in your beauty, confidence in your abilities, when we lack that, it affects our thinking and our success. So the way we, the way you feel, mm, emotions, you know, I've talked several times and share with women, you can't live based on your feelings. They're temporary. It's just my feelings right now, I'm in an hour from now, I be, something can happen and my feelings can change. So our feelings, you know, have, can't, we can't live by those. Feelings don't necessarily lack, they lack discipline. We can feel like somebody should, we should beat someone down, but we choose not to do it, correct? We can, you know, believe that someone, you know, deserves more than they're getting, but we might not be able to do that for them. So feelings come and go. They're fleeting. And the way, the way you behave, what I like about the way you behave is that normally there is a link with the way you think, the way you feel, the way you behave. All of those things manifest in your attitudes, your facial expressions, what you say, how you say it, who you say it to, your body language, how you treat yourself, if you love yourself, if you care for yourself. So it's so important that a, a lot of coaches will focus on only the way you think and feel. And they don't, um, and sometimes they don't dig deep enough. I really work with people on root issues, not the manifestations. Sometimes people will look at the manifest and then you'll have some therapists or coaches who will just deal with what, how you're behaving or how you, I always call it how you're feeling. I've, I've done um, counseling in my past and I found it interesting that the, they would always say, oh, you're so very... Um, reflective, you really know yourself, you know, I would be sitting there saying, then why am I here? And I wasn't getting what I needed, because it was based on, well, how did you feel this week? I'm really coming here to tell you how I felt this week. It should be what I did this week. What was the behavior? What am I doing to move the needle forward? And so when you're stressed, depressed, and 
oppressed, we need to, you need to make sure that you're looking at, if you have your journal, I'll say it again, the way you think, the way you feel, and the way you behave. Do you notice I'm not saying of anything about other people? Because the only person that you can change and affect is yourself. And if there are things that if you look in your day, if you're journaling, think of that when you're journaling about what did you think today? Maybe did you go in a meeting today and at your job and they were looking for ideas, but you were too afraid to say anything? You could get to what did you think about yourself? Why you didn't speak up? Um, How did you feel? Why were you worried about speaking up? And lastly, the behavior that you chose, the way you behaved, you allowed an opportunity to shine to pass you by. You got nervous. You were scratching your hand. You were jittering your leg, whatever that may be. And so I want you to think on what the thoughts are that are limiting you and try one time to go against the grain. And guess what? It's not about when you speak up that you have to be right, that you have to, um, you know, be brilliant or overturn or, you know, be the smartest person in the room. What I'm asking you to do is add value because your thought can trigger someone else's thought. That happened to me. That happens to me a lot. I'll be listening, and this comes back to listening. We want to have good listening skills so we can obviously share what we think and how we feel and, and let our behaviors reflect those two as well. But sometimes you'll be listening to someone sharing an idea, and they may have thought of just a third of a thought that triggers you into the other two, you know, closing the gap on the other two-thirds of the thought. So we want to be heard. We want to have a seat at the table. We want our voice elevated. We want promotion. We want more money. We want more opportunities for our lives and our children. We want to travel. We want to do the things we dream about. And guess what? That comes with risk. That comes with maybe not sounding as smart, as intelligent as you would like the first couple of times you speak out. But as you do it, you will gain confidence. So where this all led to was we were talking about, um, we're in the book of Ruth. And when you think of that, think of what Ruth must have been thinking when she bravely told Naomi that she would go back with her to her homeland. She had just lost her husband. That was her key connection to this family. But she was willing to go to a territory that wasn't that welcoming to Moabites and really didn't know what she would have to face or do. But she went determined that she was going to support her mother-in-law, work hard, and make sure that she was okay, no matter the cost. She didn't go whining. She didn't go tired. She didn't go depressed. But she went and took the step forward. So for me, 
she took the steps to decide to to live. And that's what you have to decide to do. We all have various traumatic events that happen in our lives, but we have to take a stand. It doesn't mean we're over crying, we're over mourning, we're over, but we have to decide, I have to go on from this place. And what are the things that you could do for yourself while you're waiting for this breakthrough, while you're waiting for God to restore your joy, while you're waiting for that peace. You know, these are the fruits of the Spirit. While you're waiting to be able to laugh at a joke, while you're waiting for new friends. And sometimes your part of your plan might be to get rid of some of your current friends because they might want to keep you in that victim mentality. And we want to remove that. And I will tell you, that in reading this, it was obvious that Ruth had made a choice to leave the traumatic past behind and to go forward in God and to go forward with her mother-in-law. Imagine she didn't even go back to her own mother, her own family, but she decided to let the past be just that, to, to walk away from the painful past, the town, the city, and to go to a new land with her mother-in-law. And many of you may need to make that same type move. You may need to hang with a new group of women. You may need to go to a new church that's speaking a fresh rhema word for you. You may need a new small group. You may need to stop dating the same type of men that leave you disappointed. You may need to decide on a new career, a new job, something that will pay you more, that will recognize your talents and your skills. You may decide, you know what, I'm going to go back to school so I have more opportunities. You may be deciding that your new leaf is to be a better mother. Instead of focusing on trying to chase Tom, Dick, and Harry for your future husband, you may want to be that great mother that you can be to your children and let that man find you being that great mom. So let's look at what some of the things that you can do to decrease stress, to decrease anxiety, but also help you move past traumatic experiences in the past in your life. Number one, You want to be aware, when I struggled with depression and struggled with stress and anxiety, you're kind of aware of your triggers. But when you've got a little depression linked with it, you kind of can be welcoming of these thoughts because it allows you to just waller in the struggle. But you have to really choose when you feel, I call, you feel that spirit, that mindset coming over you. That's when you have to check yourself with renewing your mind. So the, let's take first step one. So do, do certain situations trigger your body's stress, your, your mindset, that negative pattern? You want to stop it in its tracks. By being aware of the trigger, 
the trigger that stresses you out, you can learn to manage these feelings and emotions. You can choose to pray when you don't have to be even on your knees. You could be at your job, at your desk or wherever, and you could just choose to close your eyes and say, Lord, I, I, I have got to get past this. Lord, I give this to you. Lord, I trust you. It could be a simple word as Lord, I trust you. Lord, I refuse to doubt. Lord, I refuse to hear the lies. Lord, I choose your truth and then quote your favorite scripture. Okay, that makes sense. Once you're aware, because stuff starts happening in your body, you might feel a headache coming on. You might feel a little like woozy. But once you're aware what's happening to your body, you can, you know, breathe deeper. You can say, I choose to relax in this moment. I choose to relax in this moment. And staying in the now, not trying to dream and 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 see, you know, some people might want to see themselves somewhere else. I'm in the middle of the ocean or I'm at the beach. But you want to bring that, start practicing how to bring yourself to a neutral place. I would say, you know, if you're a person who speaks in tongues, this will be a good time to do tongues. This will be a good time to um, repeat over and over a passage of scripture that you really love, okay? And but breathing and meditating on, on good things, being of what you're grateful for. It's so easy that when some bad thoughts come on mind to waller in those bad thoughts, but reverse it with what you're grateful for. Maybe it's just closing your eyes and saying, I'm grateful I have this job. I'm grateful I have my health. I'm grateful that my children are safe. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my family. Just coming up with grateful. Guess what? You're blocking your mind from focusing on whatever stressor or panic that you're dealing with. The third one, to take care of yourself, to do something physical. One of the the most natural ways to make your body and your mind work together to get rid of stress, depression, and anxiety. I, I think if you have read my book or have heard any of the other podcasts, I share how I struggled for decades with severe depression. And it took when I realized it was so easy, even though I had professional help, but it was like one day I made the choice to change. But I will tell you in all of those times, physicality, doing something physical helped tremendously. To focus on something physical is number one in my mind, along with when you can just take yourself into start running or start, um, you could even just walk. Find a track and walk around the track. Put a headset on with some music. You know, let yourself get lost in the physicality. It will help you. The fresh air, the the visuals, and the movement, just moving your blood and your muscles will send the right messages to your brain. And... We also want to think positively, and that kind of goes along with you can, you know, bring healthy balance, 
No one's life is perfect. We like to believe that there are all these greater people than ourselves out there. And to be honest, they're not. They're like you. They just have something else that they're fearful or panicky about. So realize you are not lesser. Um, It's not about who's greater or who's lesser. Maybe they were exposed to skills and talents that got them through their traumatic experience quicker. They had a different upbringing. Or maybe they're just good at hiding it. Okay, so think about the things you can do that are positive. I would tell you reading the Word of God is a key way to bring that positivity into your life, to bring identity statements into your life. This is a perfect time to journal, and I always call it the I am statements. I am wonderful. I am beautifully made. I am smart. I am a conqueror. I am a warrior. I'm a Christian woman. I'm loved of God. There's so many I am statements that you can make to think positive. When we get to prayer, prayer is a natural calming effect and crying and sharing your emotions before the Lord. It brings his peace over your situation. So don't do not allow yourself to limit your emotions or how you feel when you're talking to God. I want you to do your best to be honest and transparent. Also something that I have used in the past is playing music that has always just linked me with a great mood with the Lord. And I like to do videos. Um, And while the video is playing or the visual of the video, if it's inspiring for me, I'm into ballroom dancing. So watching myself in videos from competitions relaxes me because it gets me focused on what I love to do, and oh gosh, I could have did that better, and guess what? I'm already in another thought, and I've moved off my problems. Or maybe you can watch someone um, doing something that is a hobby of yours, and something that, a lesson that could help you get greater at something you already have interest in. YouTube is such a fabulous tool for finding anything to Um, help change your mindset or help lift you up. Just like podcasting, you know, I podcast every day. I am sure there is in one of the podcasts a subject that will lift you up or that will make you believe that you can press on, be successful, be bold, be wonderful, and be God's daughter. So you have we today, not just you, We have so many tools available to us today to enter in that mindset and that good place of feeling good, hearing good, and repeating words that we hear others speak about ourselves and themselves. So let's do that. Now, I understand if you're in a deeper state of maybe depression that you may not be motivated to do or move in some of these ways. Choose one thing. You know, I just named, you know, probably about seven. But every day, choose one thing. Maybe one thing. You can choose to walk. Maybe you just choose to walk one mile a day or half a mile a day or two blocks today. 
but choose something to take yourself to the next level. You know, God's help is always available to us, but faith, we can grow our faith by, you know, taking action. Faith comes by doing something. We want to be moving forward with God, whether we feel it or not, we want to move forward. And so that's why in this chapter where, you know, Ruth is moving forward, she's me, guess what, by moving forward and working hard, and she's just trying to help provide for both of them, she winds up encountering favor. And I'm not even talking about further in the chapters yet. I'm just talking her work is already paying off because of her fruit and character. She's already been polite. She's already shown she's a hard worker. She's already shown that she can follow directions. And the Lord is, and she's also stated that she was going to follow God with all her heart. That's all we can do is follow the Lord with all our heart and let our words, our actions speak for themselves. So today, I hope one of these methods or two of these methods are areas that you can look at for your life in managing stress, managing anxieties. But, you know, it's not a myth uh, that stress is a huge area in our lives, especially with single parenting. But what's not focused on enough is that we have the, the ability within us to limit the damage and to limit stress overwhelming our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions. We want to have actions that take us forward. And so today, I pray that every woman listening to this message is going to place her feet on solid ground and make a decision to pick up her armor and say, I'm going to choose to do one of these techniques to allow myself to not to reduce stress in my life. You know, there when I was talking about the prayer part, you know, finding, creating that war room in your house, where you go and you unload and unburden yourself before God. Having your own um, mini temple or place of an altar in your home to pray to God is something that we should all have. We should all have that special nook, that special place. So I pray today that Whatever traumatic, heartbreaking, or physical struggle that you are going for, going through, that God has a solution. And in all of these, God is with us and in present. So we need to activate our faith, activate our mouth to bring power and to fill us with joy to help us get through this difficult time. I wish life could be easy in every way, but life has struggle, 
life as celebration, and life as joy. We need to do our best to get out of the struggle as soon as possible and try to hang in the area of joy, which is from God. So I pray you are blessed today and that you tame the stress and anxiety in your life. Amen.